Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I am the vibrarian. I am on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. And I am here on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio on Tuesdays for a conversation with people who have experienced many things on the pathway to uncovering their own psychic gifts and abilities. Now, I believe that everyone is psychic. You just may not realize it or recognize it, and that in having these opportunities of conversation, that hopefully there'll be something that you hear that sparks a little bit of recognition in you that will then help you step more fully into accepting all that you are and all that you can possibly be. Now, I'm here on Tuesdays, you can give us a call at 646-787-8436 if you have a question for anyone during the show or if you would like a reading during the last section of the show only, then just press the one key, pound one key. That lets me know that you would like to chime in with something. Also, you can follow this uh, program on YouTube after the show. The archives will be posted up for you to listen to. Just a reminder that this show is available on the podcasting channels through iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn. So if you're one of the subscribers who's listening to this, thank you very much for subscribing to these shows. The Vibrary community is what I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. I believe firmly that your vibe attracts your tribe and birds of a feather do flock together. So I've got these communities out here, of course, in the social universe on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Twitter, and you can find me to connect by looking for the handle at the vibrarian. Now that is T H E B I B E R A R I A N and the vibrary is the YouTube repository for all the shows that we have here during the week. And that is V I B E R A R Y. Now, I am a librarian by trait, but I have kind of metamorphosed into um, a higher vibrational form of information deliverer and researcher. So that's where the vibrarian comes from. I'm all about elevating the energy and the frequency, and I believe that we can be instrumental in passing on the positivity. So if you are out there in any of those social areas and you see something that you believe needs to be shared with people, something to put a smile on the face or to enlighten others with a helpful tip or tidbit, or even those memes that we see that are just kind of one-line quotes, please just tag hashtag Good Vibe Tribe or Get Lifted, and I will amplify that message as far and wide as I can within my power. So on Tuesday evenings, I love having these conversations because it gives me an opportunity to ask as many questions as I possibly can, which is something that makes my little old research librarian's heart really happy. But it also gives me a chance to get to know people better on a personal level. So um, the Psychic Inside Show is kind of like a personal mission for me to really unlock the things that people have to share 
here with us. Many times we pass by each other on the street, and we don't even realize the depth of life that that person who we're standing next to in the grocery store line at the checkout or at the pump at the gas station, we don't even realize what it is that they have been through. My guest this evening is a person who we were passing each other in practice. And so I, many times you all hear me talk about the Big Psychic Fair, which is an event that has been going on up in Roswell, Georgia, for almost 30 years now. This is kind of like a train depot or way station for psychics who are there to provide readings for people at a very affordable rate and it's always somebody different who's there who are there that you can sit with and so you meet a lot of people I went for many years myself as just a client to go up and check in and have tune-ups but a while back I started doing reading ups there myself so one of the people who I would pass by as I was on my way often to the back to take a restroom break in the back corner is where the Reiki Center is, and you can have Reiki services. And I would pass a smiling lady who gave me her business card, and I would smile at her and then rush back, and, you know, so that's how it would tend to go. But we were always smiling, smiling until one day, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I decided to pause and have a moment, take a breather, and say, hey, how are you doing? What's your name again? I have your card. And she says, oh, my name is Chris. And I knew we were going to be talking with each other eventually. <laughs> and I started laughing because I kind of knew myself that it was on the radar, but it was one of those things where I really just had not had time to pause to really ask her who she was and what she was about. But I could tell she was doing a great deal of energy healing work over there in that Reiki corner because the waves of it would just kind of be coming off that whole area and people would get up and they would just look so shifted from when they laid down on the table. So I knew there was powerful work uh, that was very positive being done. So tonight I am very pleased to have with me for the Psychic Inside Show, Kristen McDowell, who is the owner of All Things Intuitive, LLC, which is a newly formed metaphysical business here in the Atlanta area. So she is doing big things and doing them really quickly. So welcome to the Psychic Inside Show, Chris. I'm so excited. Me too. Thank you, Joelle. It's great now, to be how how long have you been working up at the Psychic Fair now? Uh, I've been working probably about five or six months. Uh, I think it was okay. around March. And before that, that was something that I really wanted to do. And it was something that I manifested. It was just the premier place to do readings. And I knew that I wanted to be part of that. And, and so I used to go and visit. <laughs> I used to go and get readings myself, and I thought, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to do this. So it happened. And where the readers, actually. were the readers who you were sitting with, would they ask you, when are you going to start reading? Could they tell that you were <laughs> psychic too, and you sat down in front of them? <laughs> they did. One of one of them said, I shouldn't label myself, and I should just, you know, I I would go in and, you know 
tried. I, I went to a lot of psychics, you know, when all this started happening to me. I had a spiritual awakening in 2018. And, of course, you know, I needed a lot of confirmation. So I would I would call a lot of psychics. I would ask a lot of psychics and, you know, go to different different um, psychic fairs to try to, you know, check in, make sure. Oh, is this what you see? Okay. <laughs> it took about 10 or 12 of those before I really believed that I had the gifts that I, I deep down knew I had. But what, so you know, you... what I learned from one was just that I needed to not box myself in and not say I'm this, I'm that. I just, I'm all of those things and more is, is the advice I got from one of them at the fair. And she said, you just need to step into your power. And the next month I was there. So when it comes to labeling yourself, does the term psychic resonate with you and is that something that you use to describe yourself when asked it's funny i just listened to one of the other shows and and heard that question (laughs) and i thought how am i going to answer that (laughs) and i i'm getting used to it it's it's not something that is you know easy to step into i i i have said it aloud I I think I prefer intuitive, and uh, I was laughing too in thinking about you know what was said about Miss Cleo. <laughs> I think intuitive <laughs> is a little bit uh, easier to digest these days than psychic, but yes, I do feel comfortable in in using that term. So in terms of the word psych, like I really get into this aspect of the conversation because I have been challenged by people to change the name of this show because they feel Mm -hmm. that the word psychic is going to turn people off. In terms of using it to describe yourself, is your, like the connotation of the word, did it have a kind of a negative charge in for you personally or was it more from say like the environment where you interact that the term became more would be more challenging it doesn't have a negative charge for me it's just that Mm -hmm. for me it was something that I really had to step into I really had to believe for myself because I, I don't know the way I thought about it was okay if you say you're a psychic you better be psychic, <laughs> and it's it's something that you feel like people are going to kind of test you and question you, and you know you feel like you're on the spot if you tell somebody that you're psychic. They they would you know sometimes want to test you to make sure that you know you know what you're talking about, but that doesn't you know that doesn't really work for me. Hmm. I find that interesting because. It's a similar thing when people say, oh, so can you sing? And you say, oh, well, yes, I can sing. And you mean, well, you know, I can hold a tone, I can sing musically, and I know what notes are, but they expect you to then be like Whitney Houston or something when you open your mouth. (laughs) So the expectations that go with that kind of energy, I can relate to that being kind of challenging because then they'll say, well, where is my my great-grandmother? 
you know, can you give me a message from (laughs) them and what's going to happen in my future? And you're like, uh, (laughs) I get a lot of, I get a lot of yes, no questions. Well, does he love me? Does he really love me? Are we going to end up married? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult. I, I read cards and I have feelings. And usually I prefer to do in-person readings. I like working the fair because a lot of times when I am able to really connect with people, it's through Reiki and it's also mm-hmm. through, um, you know, maybe just holding on to their hands and having things come through that way. But I try not to give people yes or no answers about anything because a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, we all have free will and things can change. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can tell when I'm being tested. I've had several times where people have wanted to find out how a court case was going to come up. And, boy, that's a big question. That's a big ask. <laughs> how, how am I going to do on Monday in court? Well, you know, oh. let's pull the angel tarot, and sometimes you'll pull judgment. And, and then, okay, that's pretty much your answer. So it's just mm-hmm. – it's interesting. I've I've had – all kinds of questions asked and it's always nice, you know, to, to experience different people and different readings. But, um, you know, and I do, I do have medium abilities and, you know, I, I can't say that I see dead people. I don't, but I, I -hmm. hear dead people a lot and I, I have visions in my head and, um, you know, people will come through that way, but I can't, call and say, hey, let's talk to your, you know, your Aunt Sarah. It it just comes through. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it comes through when I have my hands on people when I'm doing Reiki. Or even if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, if they prefer not to have uh, touch if if I right. am doing Reiki, it it'll come through. But not always. I can't I can't promise. So you've talked about um, – so if you had to describe the clairs that are strongest for you in terms oh, of uh, yeah. how we talk about the psychic senses, you've mentioned clairaudience, so you have uh, hearing, and then you that's, said that's uh, clairvoyance. One, I say. Yes. Okay. Um, I would say clairvoyance has really opened up in the past few months. I, you know, mm-hmm. more and more in the readings I've noticed that. That has really surprised me how much the clairvoyance has opened up. I'm seeing things and, you know, closing my eyes, holding people's hands and seeing seeing them smiling and, you know, one particular person mm. not to go too much into a reading, but just seeing that person smiling with a new woman in his life, seeing them happy mm-hmm. and active and out hiking. It was just, you know, I could explain everything that I saw, and that's been something mm-hmm. that is new. The Claire audience has been all along, you know, the, definitely mm-hmm. the past year and probably longer if I really, you know, admit it to myself. And, you know, Claire cognizant and just feeling. And I had a smelling mm-hmm. incident with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Remember that? Well, we I'm just, I don't think, oh, yes, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> You're like, are you a baker? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> for the audience, I was, I was doing Reiki on Joelle. <laughs> and I was like, am I hungry or am I smelling chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> and it was really yes. funny because... 
there were no cookies. <laughs> and uh, you know, later on that week, it, it all made sense. But I just thought I was it hungry. That, that was the first experience I had with the, you know, the the Claire that involves scent. I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, but that had never happened. Claire, yeah, that had never Claire happened with me Claire before. Yeah, I just that thought was, I was so hungry. interesting I because you said, "Do you it bake?" Was. And I'm like, "Well, not really. I burn stuff when I bake." But <laughs> you were like, "But I'm smelling chocolate chip cookies," and it was like, "Oh, okay." We had just had conversations about this oven and how wonderful it was that it but uh, was used to bake these chocolate chip cookies. This was with a good friend of mine, and her father often comes through in terms of being around me with such a loving energy. So I felt that it was just a beautiful acknowledgement of that presence. So it was like a surprise with a smile as well for me, <laughs> too. It was. <laughs> the chocolate it chip was. cookie incident. <laughs> now, um, you talk about it, you, I mean, 2018 to 2019, 24 months, give or take, we're talking about a very rapid kind of movement, and you attribute this to a transformational experience, a sudden kind of shift in your reality. What happened and what was that, what was life like before this transformation, and then what was the transformation itself? Well, before the transformation, I was I worked in media for a very long time. I worked in yeah, as a breaking news editor and producer. I was a reporter for a long time. Not going to get into a whole lot of details around that, but mm-hmm. totally different, very logical work. Um that's I I think, you know, finding out that I truly was psychic was something that I needed a lot of confirmation about mm-hmm. and asking people later on. It's it's because of my background. I spent most of my life in media you know, ever since I got out of college and even in high school, I, I was on the school paper and spent a lot of time working on that. And I, I left that job and um, moved to Georgia and um but before that um i had a really difficult relationship with my mother as a lot of people do i i found that so many people who are intuitive and people who just people i've met um down the line in the past couple of years everybody has a story and a lot of times mm-hmm. it involves some some type of pain or trauma and in my mm-hmm. case i i just had a very um for better lack of a word, narcissistic mother. And um, it was, you know, she was pretty much impossible to please most of the time. And, you know, it was, it was difficult. And, you know, I, over the years, I started working on that relationship and started really speaking my mind. And the more I spoke my mind, the more difficult it was for us to get along. And, Mm-hmm. We became estranged for about four mm-hmm. years, and okay. that was very tough. Mm-hmm. So I would say that you know that was probably the the big event in my life, and um, you know we weren't talking, and uh, 
we, you know, we'd had a big falling out and most, most of it was just me standing up for myself and speaking my truth. Mm -hmm. And when I did, it didn't go over very well, but I needed to do that to set myself free and to feel better. And, um, you know, we just didn't talk for a while and I found out my mother was in a coma for a very long time. You know, it was a couple of weeks and my family finally got in touch with me and told me and she was on a ventilator. This was back in 2017. And, you Mm -hmm. know, we all thought that was it. We thought that was it. And um, they pulled the ventilator out and she lived. And Mm. I knew after that that I needed to just you know, just end this, end this strife between us. And I, um, when she was able to talk again, we reconciled and we both wanted Mm. to reconcile and we did. And I had a real nice visit with her um, after that and kind of put everything out on the table and we talked, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the turning point really for all this, you know, the spiritual awakening was that my mom passed away and she passed on mm. April 9th of last year. And that's mm. when everything happened. And what, I, what I've been told by the many, many psychics that I went to for validation, which if you have a narcissistic person in your life, you need a lot of validation. That's not going to be mm-hmm. a surprise to anybody. But, you know, I can't tell you how many people it's embarrassing how much money I spent. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, are you sure? Are you sure that I'm really psychic? Even though I already mm-hmm. knew it. I had had all these experiences, you know, from childhood on. I still needed to know what other people think and, you know, thought. And I still needed that validation. But, yeah, when she died, it was just it. everything just opened Everything opened. I don't know how to explain it any other way. And um, so many, so many things changed. Was there an awareness of her in spirit as she transitioned in terms of uh, connecting with you after her passing? Or was it uh, yeah, other? Actually. Oh, okay. Uh, so here in our, in our home, uh, we started to see a lot of flickering lights, you know, and you hear about that sometimes, but it was getting ridiculous. I mean, we have lights in the kitchen and they would flicker and it was, you know, pretty suddenly after she passed, I would say in the first, um, probably the first couple of weeks, we would see the light the light bulbs you know literally i have videos and i was looking back to try to figure out the timetable of all these events and i have videos that go back to you know just shortly after her passing and i i say it was all stranger things around here with the light bulbs <laughs> you know we're talking to the mm-hmm. light bulbs i'd say mm-hmm. say to my son come down grandma's here <laughs> and he's like mom i have a six i have a 16 year old and he's like mom you're talking you're talking to the light bulb i'm like it's not just the light bulb it's grandma <laughs> and then i would mm-hmm. say i i would say grandma if you're proud of how he's adam's doing in school 
you know, show us a sign, and then the light bulb would go out, and then it would flash <laughs> on really bright. <laughs> I have so many videos of this. It's crazy. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really just constantly, constantly for weeks and weeks. And, you know, I made a lot of recordings and asked questions, and I asked some things in private, you know, and Mm-hmm. And there were things, you know, my husband would call me and say, uh, your mom's here again. <laughs> you know? And I'd say, well, I'm I'm out doing something, but see if you can keep her around until I get home, you know. And then <laughs> I'd get home and it'd, it'd just be flashing and I'd, all kinds of things. I'd smell coffee when I hadn't made any. We used to, you know, one mm-hmm. of the things we did do together was we could always have coffee together when we, you know, when I was growing up, getting ready to go to school and you know, mm-hmm. just coffee's always been a big thing with our family, the typical Irish family. We drank a lot of coffee, and, you know, I still do mm-hmm. with my brothers and my father. But, you know, we'd sit down in the morning and have coffee together, and I started really feeling her presence when I was making coffee in the morning and just smelling it before I brewed it and just feeling her with me. So that was that was another another one of those experiences. Let me just share with you two things. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. here having my own personal experience of this because my mm. mother's birthday is April ninth. Uh and mm. she wow. is still living and one of the things wow. that we have a shared love of is coffee. So in the morning <laughs> she is making coffee. And we will sit out on uh, the the deck and uh, have coffee. And there will be times when a red bird will come around, and that's Mm. kind of like uh, a shared symbol for her mother. Um, Of course, my mom's not necessarily into psychic stuff by any means, but we kind of have, you know, acknowledged that the cardinal really is like um, her mother's presence around us as well. And that's one area where we have connected in terms of the continuity of the mother uh, mother bonds and uh, of course my younger sister and I we both love coffee <laughs> and we'll often end our evenings with coffee although we tease that my mom is, is with the decaf is just like a travesty we need our fully caffeinated <laughs> coffee and my mom's not <laughs> drinking the caffeinated at this point but when you said April 9th I thought about that and mm. of course uh our relationships with our our mothers ourselves, you know, and that re, the the lessons that are reflected in that. So I can imagine that that estrangement was, you know, challenging, but as you said, necessary. And then uh, for you to experience such a rapid shift, so you were um, experiencing the things in terms of the household. I think it's beautiful that your family was there experiencing it with you and that it was something that was not uh, taboo or hidden for you all to be seeing these flickering lights and stuff. So after that, like, uh, how did you begin to observe your other psychic awarenesses? Oh, boy, there's just so many things. I actually wrote them down because that's what I do. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee and I take a lot of notes. <laughs> it's, you know, it's the the journalist in me. Um, just, you know, it, one of the things was I just, 
I wanted to try to see, because we were not able to communicate well in terms of, you know, here in the, in the 3D on, you know, in this life, we were not able to communicate well. We, you know, when we did have coffee, we would have, you know, pretty superficial type chats. And a lot of it was, she was just very sarcastic. And I knew that that was her way of, you know, showing me that she cared about me. She used to just make jokes a lot. And she always teased me about how I made the coffee. She always said it was too strong. And even if it, mm-hmm. it you know, really wasn't that strong, it was just, it was just our thing. And mm-hmm. she, you know, just having her show me that, you know, she was still here around me has, has been very comforting. But very soon after she passed, you know, I had I had called the psychics and, you know, I started noticing a lot of really strange things happening. Um, I started waking up between three and four in the morning a lot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I have heard that's the witching hour, so to speak, where Mm -hmm. a lot of times spirit will try to get your attention. It was getting a little crazy because, you know, I'm trying to work and I was waking up between three and four, almost almost on the dot and mm-hmm. I was getting night night sweats and constantly just you know I'd wake up and I'd be soaked and I thought oh my mm-hmm. gosh it must must be menopause <laughs> it wasn't menopause <laughs> right. okay TMI mm-hmm. everybody TMI alert no, it's true. <laughs> but I, <laughs> these are and mm-hmm. I know now I didn't know at the time but I know now that these are all signs of a spiritual awakening um, mm-hmm. my taste for food started to change. I was a vegetarian when I was in college and, you know, the all, the wear black and listen to the Smiths and, you know, <laughs> meat, meat is murder. I'm not eating meat. Yeah. I was a vegetarian <laughs> for a long time when I was younger. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of gave that up and had chicken after my son was born. But I, I just noticed that I couldn't stand the taste of, of mm-hmm. meat and, Everything mm-hmm. just started turning, and I know that again is an, another sign of going through an awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I I would have just these ideas that would come in my head, and one of them was um, even though I you know I my my husband's mother who's passed on we had a very strong connection. Actually, just uh, her 10-year anniversary was just over the weekend, so thinking mm-hmm. about her a lot. But she was a Reiki master, and I would be mm-hmm. her, you know, the person she would practice on when she was starting out with that. And I just had this idea one night, and I wasn't meditating or anything. It wasn't at 3 or 4 in the morning. It was just an idea that came in my head. And I thought... I'm supposed to take a Reiki practitioner course. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I looked online and I saw that there was one, this is is like six o'clock on a Friday night. I was just, you know, looking at my phone, thinking about it. And there was an opening for the next morning. And Mm -hmm. I paid, I signed up and I paid and I went. And, Mm -hmm. um, And that's how I ended up being a Reiki practitioner and I I did you know less than twelve hours later I was I was there and learning how to do it 
And, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was one thing. And then I was really drawn to to cards, um, specifically angel tarot. You know, I was mm-hmm. one of the people who felt like felt like old school tarot, regular tarot <laughs> is it was scary for me. You know, you pull the mm-hmm. death card, you pull the devil card and. If you don't know what it means and you don't understand it, it can be frightening. But now that I do, I have tarot cards and I I understand them now. But I prefer to read angel tarot um, just mm-hmm. for me because I think it's I think it's a little softer and uh, mm-hmm. it helps me to you know just to to read people and it, the messages in in the artwork are just a little easier, a little easier for some people. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was just becoming really interested in all those things. And then I started seeing numbers. And mm-hmm. I started seeing 1111, which mm-hmm. is the, now mm-hmm. Now when I'm reading people, I say, oh yeah. I ask a lot of times, I'll just hear something in my head when I'm giving a reading and It'll be numbers. I'll hear the word numbers, and I ask people, "Have you? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing numbers?" And then, you know, for me, it was eleven eleven, and mm-hmm. then it was okay. It's seven eleven in the morning. Then it's eight eleven. Then it's nine eleven, and mm-hmm. now I've got some fours, and it, and it's it mm-hmm. still happens every day, all day long. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, my brother now is starting to see numbers, and I believe he's undergoing an awakening at the moment mm-hmm. and um but i i see numbers and just uh trying to think of any other things that happened just so many things like that the numbers have been well, stopped. oh yeah the one the one thing was uh there was one day where i saw i'm not kidding i saw 19 license plates with the number seven on it in a row <laughs> and I had I okay. It's funny now, but I thought I was just losing my mind. So I had to pull over and cry at that point. I'm like, okay, mm. uh, I don't know if I'm ready for all this because you know mm. I know seven is a really a really good number, but nineteen yeah. in a row. I just I just thought I'm losing my mind. I just there were many times I thought I was losing my mind, and I I think a lot of people feel that way. I'm laughing because I could totally relate, but uh, seven is absolutely for me a calling card of the divine feminine energy, the uh, feminine aspect of creative spirit and all the many forms that that takes through different deities and stories from different cultures and religious from Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, Kuan Yin and Yamayasa, whenever I see seven that's a very strong feminine empowered uh kind of number and calling card for me. So I'm laughing. Uh one mm. day I was driving down the streets in Atlanta and I was thinking that I was going crazy and that I just really the license wow. plates that were showing up, I was like, you know what, this is I was like, you yeah. I was like, No, this is just too much. Literally a car swerved in front of me. It was an Audi A four, I remember this day. And the license plate said like N M B R 
L O O K. It was like mm. number look. And I was like, oh, oh, I got a picture of it. And even, you know, of course, being an unsafe driver. But I was like, okay, fine. I will look at the numbers. I will look at the numbers. But I had to giggle because literally the car almost cut me off. Like, no, don't doubt yourself. Look at these numbers. Wow. We're trying to communicate with you. So. When you start to hear things, like when you started to realize that you were not hearing yourself talking to yourself, how did that start to come in for you? It really, I really started to experience it when I was working the fair. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what's really interesting about that place, I know, I'm sure you've noticed is, there's so much energy in there and Mm -hmm. the lights are always flashing and we're around so many people who are so tuned in and, you know, there's Mm -hmm. mediums who are just, you know, Oh, your mom's here. Mm -hmm. She wants to tell you she's really (laughs) proud of you. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's nice because I, I get a lot of messages now that, you know, people who are friends of mine now who are, you know, who are mediums have passed things on, but I find mm-hmm. that I, when I'm in there, I'm able to plug in so so much more than anywhere else, really. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people feel that when they're in an, a place with so much energy that it's almost too much, but it, it has the opposite effect on me. I seem to mm-hmm. be able to connect even deeper, more deeply with people when I'm reading in that environment. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. And I've just, yeah, I just go with it. I'm hearing things and I just don't think about it. And I just say what comes out of my mouth and it doesn't make sense sometimes. And sometimes it does, but a lot of the clairvoyant uh, experiences I've had lately have just been letting myself go and just closing my eyes and holding hands with somebody and just telling them, you know, what I, what I feel in addition to doing the mm-hmm. cards, but sometimes I, I just take a break and I just say, just let me feel your energy. And especially mm-hmm. during Reiki, things always happen during Reiki for me, mm-hmm. you know, just experiences. I think it's that, you know, well, for me, it's that physical touch. I'm able to connect best when I'm, you know, either in somebody's presence or touching them. And I think that's the healer mm-hmm. in me. Well, I I can say just from experience that your little corner over there, it's like a whirlpool of vortex of energy that, you know, you're existing within it. It's very very focused, but there's a lot happening over in that corner. And then at the end (laughs) of the fair, when you're uh, done, you just look like your eyes are really just bright and wild and your energy is just vibrating. And it's like I know that you've really done a lot of energy movement during that uh, space, but it's not like you're uh, then wilding, popping everywhere and bouncing off the walls. It's just like you look like you ran a marathon, you know what I'm saying, in terms of you (laughs) exerted a lot of energy 
during that time. So, you know, I definitely, I think what I've seen you reading, it's a little more calm around your space, but it's still charged up. But when you're over there doing that Reiki work, and I think you pretty much from start to finish the whole fair have somebody who signed up for you. So you're doing uh, several hours of uh, consistent energy work with people uh, in terms of allowing healing to come through for you. Now, your Reiki teacher, who was your Reiki teacher? I went to Wellspring Rejuvenation Center in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and his name is Brad Dixon. He's he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just uh, that was that was another kind of crazy experience, too. Um, I just, uh, you know, we, we worked on the other people in the class and I found mm-hmm. that I was very ungrounded and, you know, I would mm-hmm. lay my hands on people and I could feel their pain. And it was really frightening sometimes and embarrassing, frankly, because sometimes I'd end up crying and there's no crying in Reiki. You know? So now <laughs> I, I really work hard to, to ground myself before I do that because, uh, you know, I can feel what's going on with people and I I know where their pain is, and you know I know a lot more than than they may want me to know sometimes because you know the, people might be coming in for a Reiki session, but I do intuitive Reiki, and you know I usually will just ask them if it's okay for me to give them messages when I'm doing Reiki on them, mm. and you know most mm. people want to hear, but you know sometimes. Sometimes I'll, you know, I'll feel something in, you know, that is related to the heart chakra and find out that the person had a heart attack or just had surgery. And, you know, if they're having back pain, I can feel that they're having back pain or sciatica, whatever it is. But, you know, one of the reasons that I really look like a you know, a drowned cat at the end of the day, even though the Reiki energy, you know, the way that we know, we, you know, too, how mm-hmm. it works. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. drain you, you know, you're, right. you're giving, but you know, I'm not being drained because of the energy, but I, I really try to focus on the pain that people are having. And I have a lot of clients who've been coming back and, you know, I know they're in pain and I, I know that I can mm-hmm. help them. And I really try to just focus so hard when I'm doing Reiki on them to take that pain away. And it's usually a lot of back pain, a lot of, um, you know, pain in the legs, the back and upper back and sometimes Mm -hmm. sciatica. And, you know, that's, I just focus very hard when I'm doing it and just, I just tune out everything else that's around me. I couldn't even tell you who's in the rest of the room when I'm doing it most of the time. Yes. <laughs> um, the whole um, thing for our listeners who are not familiar, you know, Reiki is working with universal life force energy. So it's not your energy that you're doing. So you're not uh, right. draining yourself of your own energy as you're working with people, but you're moving and allowing that energy to flow through you and then, uh, you know, transmuting things as, or assisting with the transmutation of those things out and 
uh, into love and light. Um, you seem to be very, very discerning also about cords, energetic cords out of attachment yes. that people might be carrying. Yes. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> can feel cords. <laughs> and I, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll mention them to people and, you know, if, if they want me to, I try to cut them as well. But um, basically they're just cords of attachment that, that we have to other people, other people have to us and they can mm-hmm. come from anywhere. And, you know, when I cut them, I call in Archangel Michael and I just mm-hmm. ask to clear. And I do it every morning because we get cords for mm-hmm. all kinds of situations, and I just ask to to clear the cords in all directions of time and space. And mm-hmm. um, it's just to me, from what I have observed in this past year, is that a lot of times you have to just keep cutting them, and you know mm-hmm. sometimes they'll stay. And a lot of people have different ways that they feel about cutting versus dissolving and sending back to the universe, mm-hmm. but. I think eventually they they go away, and sometimes you just have to integrate um, the cords. I think some of them, you know, like a cord between my mother and I, I think, you know, that's always going to be something that that we share. And, you Mm -hmm. know, for me, the key to that has been integration and not letting that drain my energy field. That's hard Mm -hmm. sometimes. So I always, mm-hmm. in between clients, I clear myself all the time. I use sage. I use crystals. I stop and I'll say a prayer and just, you know, I've learned that from other people that I know at the fair, other, other you know, psychics mm-hmm. who have helped me. Um, I just, I have to do that. Or, you know, I'll end up taking on somebody's back pain. And that has happened. Mm-hmm, I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, why is my, my back mm-hmm. is killing me? And then I realized I didn't clear myself before, and mm-hmm. I took on the pain. And that's that's very mm-hmm. possible. So I'm, I'm really mindful of that now. Yes. Um, we actually have a caller who has a question. Uh, they've raised their sure. hand and pushed the button, so I'm going to bring them on real quick and see. Uh, welcome Great. to the Psychic and Sideshow. Did you have a question for Kristen this evening? Is that me? This is caller in. Yes, caller ending zero six zero seven. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, hello, welcome. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is this the is this the reading portion or is this oh. a question related? Well, right now we're just in the interview portion. The uh, reading portion will occur a little bit later on. I just saw the button go up, and I wanted to check in to see what it is you were wanting. <laughs> which, which well, I came wanting. in a little bit, uh, a little bit after your start, so I'm not sure if Kristen uh, spoke to how she actually got the inspiration for her her oracle deck. Because it's very fascinating. Oh, we haven't got to that yet. Yes, <laughs> oh, that's okay. coming well, up that shortly. We haven't got to that. <laughs> okay. I'll well, back. I'll put you back on hold for the next part of the uh, reading portion, and we're going to get to the oracle cards next. Thank you so much for listening, though. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks okay, so much. Okay. So, um, 
Yes, um, this is exciting. Um, okay, let me backtrack. Okay, so other than the the Reiki, had you received a Reiki attunement in your work with your mother-in-law in previous to your awakening as part of the work that she did with you? No, I actually didn't. I used to say I was the guinea pig. <laughs> but okay. she never she never attuned me to it. It was just like, you know, we were really close and she was like a mother to me, especially during times when I was having difficulty with my own, you know, family situation. She just took me in, you know, like another another kid. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was just, you know, part of the family. And she'd say, you know, um I I need to practice and I'd be like, okay, you know, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I I really felt the energy from her. She's a very powerful woman and mm-hmm. I just instantly felt the warmth is, you know, something that a lot of people experience warmth and just a sense of uh really a good feeling of well-being and and positivity and just feeling like Everything's going to be okay. A lot of times people mm-hmm. get sleepy, but she did not attune me, but she practiced on me a lot. And um, I can't really say I had any visions or anything like that during that time, but mm-hmm. her presence in my life was, you know, we, we had a lot of talks about these type of things that are in my day-to-day reality now. Just, you know, she believed mm-hmm. in the flickering lights and different you know we enjoyed metaphysical things and you know we even went to together to see Doreen Virtue at one point back in the day you know Mm -hmm. several years Mm -hmm. ago and you know we went to a unity church in um, Orlando where I used to live and we um, you know just saw her give readings and everything and I think I even bought a deck not really knowing what I was doing at the time, or she did. One of us bought Healing mm-hmm. with the Angels, and it was just mm-hmm. really interesting. You know, there were a lot of things that we did together that were that were like that. Just, you know, Reiki so you, was just one of many things. So you had been exposed to the whole, like, community and body of, of work of psychic things or metaphysical things prior to your transformational experience. So it's not like you went from like um say strict catholic to woo woo. <laughs> All of a sudden, no. it was like you had Although it. okay. <laughs> Although I was born catholic, I I don't resonate <laughs> with that. I I haven't I haven't since you know, I was a very young person. I just I always tended to go to non-denominational churches and mm-hmm. I I would say uh, the first time I was really exposed um to a psychic was my friend Marina and I she you know she liked to go to the psychic fairs and things like that and I went with her and you know we got some readings and <laughs> I was kind of scared mm-hmm. in the beginning because <laughs> it was you know I didn't really want to know what was going to happen <laughs> you know I you know, I'm trying to think of the. I I think I did a lot of, you know, she would go and it's kind of funny. I think I can say this on the air, but 
<laughs> we would say we were going to play tennis. <laughs> and last week, or, you know, she was married at the time, and she'd say, "Oh, Chris and I are going to play tennis," <laughs> and we'd go to the psychic fair, <laughs> and, you know, just get readings, get the mini readings and stuff. But you know, for a long time, we we did that every once in a while. It was a lot of fun. You know, we just kind of took mm-hmm. it with a grain of salt. And, you mm-hmm. know, after a while, it was like, mm, I don't know if I want to know. And I, I was kind of afraid of it, but it, my interest in it was really sparked again after my mother passed because having mm-hmm. the relationship that we did, I was kind of hoping, you know, we all hope. It's like a movie or something. You hope, oh, there's some letter she's left saying she's so sorry for everything she ever did. and mm-hmm. I'm the greatest mm-hmm. thing since sliced bread and, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, if she could do it all over again, no, there wasn't a letter. There was no letter. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, the answers that I've gotten have actually been through people at the fair who have spoken to her. And I've I've mm-hmm. gotten a lot of healing that way by connecting with her, you know, through other people I know at, at the psychic fair. And I can't say enough mm-hmm. how great that place is. It's just the people are so good at what they do. They're so gifted and mm-hmm. it's, it's been a blessing for me to be able to, you know, connect with my own mom and, you know, with other people, with my grandfather and other people, you know, from the other side. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's, it's really been a good experience. That was actually one, th- I love how spirit kind of just leads from one thing to the next because I was actually going to ask that. I have a, a dear friend who had a challenged relationship uh, with their mother before their mother, her mother passed. And in the recent months to a year, things have been coming through where she, you know, she'll sense a presence, hear a voice, get these shivers read out, and she'll say, oh. And I'll say, oh, that's your mother. She's like, oh, stop, stop, but for a while. Then she says, you know what, I think maybe it is your mother. And I did a reading, and it seemed to be what the message I got very clearly was that it was her mother. And she's like, but she wasn't like that in real life, you know. Like she she would always mm-hmm. refer to her, her living mother experience. And I would always say, well, you have to give the soul credit that it's not necessarily the personality that you knew and that there will be a level of understanding about what the journey of the two of you was uh, as you transition on to the next plane. So you talking about the messages that have been here for you coming through uh, from your mother on from the next plane that's really kind of affirming because a lot of times we get, get tied into our history with uh, people well the just hearing that you know the 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 females in you know on my mother's side it was really just you know, they didn't have the kind of relationships with their children that we have today with ours. You know, a lot of women do with their with their kids. They just they just didn't. You know, I understand it's it, you know it was a generational thing. Not all, but a lot of people were. You know, they didn't have the types of close bonds with their children. It was kind of like, you know, in my family we were always, you know considered I always said we were the unit the unit of three and you know we Mm -hmm. were spoken about 
as you kids or, you know, you mm-hmm. kids <laughs> just, you mm-hmm. know, it was like we didn't have any individuality and, um, I don't know, me being, uh, the fierce Leo with Scorpio rising that I am, I needed to have some individuality <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just, you know, my mother was a Capricorn and we were very different, <laughs> but what I, mm-hmm. what I do know now is that, you know, I had a reading with, um, with one of our psychics there and, um, she just told me, you know, we were talking and she said, your mother, you know, all the women just did not know how to show love to their children. And I said, I butted in and I said, well, I'm breaking, I've broken that pattern. Mm -hmm. And she said, your mother just said, but Chris has broken that pattern. And Mm -hmm. Mm It was it was pretty chilling because I really I really felt it at that time and mm-hmm. it was just the way things were and I know now mm-hmm. that she's doing her life review after after you pass you go through you know from what I understand you go through and kind of take mm-hmm. a look at the way that you were on Earth and mm-hmm. it's not you know from everything I've I've learned from other people. It's not like you, um, it's not like it's a big judgment about how you did. It's, mm-hmm. it's an understanding. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, it's like going to class and you figure out, oh, I was supposed to love my kids. And, you know, mm-hmm. my mom didn't have the kind of mother that, you know, she didn't have a loving mother and her mother didn't have a loving mother and she did what she knew how to do. And she didn't mm-hmm. know what, you know, she didn't know how to, you know, show her emotions, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, she'd find ways. One of, one of the things that I like to tell about her is that, you know, when I was younger, I used to like to go out to clubs and stay out late and, you know, I'd, I'd come home and she'd be, she'd be in the living room and I knew she was waiting up and, she would just say, "Oh, I just got up to get a glass of water." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Oh, really? It's three o'clock in the morning. You want to make sure I'm not dead?" <laughs> and you know, that's how I knew. That was her way of of telling me she loved me. And mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of, that's the language that you learn when you're in that mm-hmm. kind of dynamic with somebody. She she loved me the way that she could, and she showed me mm-hmm. the way that she was able, and that's good enough for me now. And mm-hmm. it's it's just the way it is. It's all you can do is just accept it. So I've I've learned a lot and grown a lot in the past, you know, several years. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this generation of transitioning from the the upbringing that we receive to the upbringing that then we pass on to the next generations. Um, you see it so much with the the masculine who, you know, the the fathers of the 
Ward Cleaver generation who were not, uh, they were the providers who left the home but were absent and were not necessarily emotionally connected with their sons in a way that they learned to hug their sons. And we had the generation then of the 80s which learned about self-help and emotional intelligence and kind of evolved to say it's okay to be a man and cry. You know, so all of these kind of uh patterns of what people learn to do and to be are absolutely undergoing these shifts in evolution uh, so that each time we do better or we do differently, if not better, we have the capacity to do differently, to be more connected. Uh, you know, we have books like The Five Love Languages for Kids, you know what I'm saying, or I'm okay, yeah. you're okay, all these kind of self-help things that help us have the conversation that we don't or didn't automatically know. And a lot of the assumption is is if you have a child, well, then you know how to parent or to mother or to father. <laughs> and the fact is when you get older, you learn uh, there was no handbook that came with it, and you came with your own wounds of, of uh, self-esteem or worthiness or value, and then you're trying to raise other healthy beings in the midst of healing and being yourself, you know, and to be able to move through that to where you were able to resolve your estrangement with each other. I'm sure that's something that, you know, you were very grateful that you had that opportunity to shift the energy between the two of you all. And I, I imagine it took a great deal of emotional commitment and willingness to be vulnerable on your part in order to undertake that healing. It was difficult. It it really was because, you know, I'm Irish and we can hold a grudge for life. <laughs> At least Scorpio that's the way moon. It used to be. Scorpio Moon. <laughs> we're fiercely loyal, but you have to be well deserving of that loyalty. And I, you know, that's one thing that I've really kind of lightened up on that over the past couple of years is just not, you know, not being that type of person I was before, um, just kind of, you know, I was really black and white before and I'm more in the gray area now. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to step back and be the bigger person sometimes when you feel like it, you know, wasn't necessarily your fault that, you know, that things happened. But, you know, the other thing about my mother is she started to fall into dementia toward the end mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the day you know really the last day I had a a conversation a very lucid conversation with her I was very fortunate to be able to have that to be able to say the things that I needed to say and um, you know for the most part she was she was lucid but um, you know just a couple hours after that and a couple hours before she wasn't so I consider mm -hmm. that a blessing and mm -hmm. at the very end, right before she passed, I did get a chance to go down there. And the last time I ever saw my mother, so fittingly, was on um, St. Patrick's Day. It's the mm -hmm. last day I saw her alive. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, I bought a clover, and I can't keep it alive. I bought another clover, and I can't keep that one alive. <laughs> so I figure something else is – I just wasn't meant to have the clover, so – but, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. that's always been a special day for us being an Irish family. 
And I'm really thankful that I was able to be with her. But it, you know, it was definitely the role reversal because she was so sick and had dementia and I was taking care of her like a child. And Mm -hmm. it was nice. It was actually a very nice moment, you know, a nice day to just be able to, you know, help my mom drink her coffee or drink her protein shake or, you know, just help her get dressed and help her walk. And, you know, I was glad I was able to do that for her. And it really, mm-hmm. it was a good, a good feeling after, and it was probably, you know, it was a way of being close to her that I had never been and could never be with her being in her full mind. It was just, mm-hmm. um, it was a gift. If if you can consider dementia a gift for us, it was. Well, I can see why as you talk about your experience and, you know, I think it's so interesting that with the passing of her and like the own, your own work that you did leading up to that point to resolve what you had experienced in terms of as a child and that now you have turned around and very quickly moved into a role where you facilitate healing for others. I think that's a very important aspect of the journey of, say, stepping into psychic fullness or fullness of self, be it any case, is that you've really done some deep inner work Uh, And then you have a pathway or an example to then help facilitate others who are seeking to get spiritual answers themselves or to change their energy or heal their energetic selves and are coming to you then as a client. It's like you're the hair club for men. Not only are you a client, but you're the president of your own little kind of psychic club, right? (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, when I I look at things and I like to follow Alex Miles and, you know, look Mm -hmm. at the planets and the retrogrades. And, you know, right now is a pretty difficult time. But, it you know, the way that I see life is it's just, it's a consistent cycle of purging and clearing. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's something I'm going to personally be doing the rest of my life because there's, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever be done with all the things I need to try to clear. And it's, it's really hard, but I'm just trying to be a better person every day. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't always do it. I was really crabby this week. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I haven't been crappy much. I haven't been crappy much, you know, in the past year or so. But just this week and these retrogrades have been killing me. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm falling back. I need to meditate, you know. And I notice when I don't meditate, I really, you know, I just go back to those ways and, you know, getting mm-hmm. angry about things and just stuff that hasn't bothered me in a long time. You know, I am so sensitive to energy. I just go. Oh, God, I just feel mm-hmm. it. You know, I, I well with that. You know, <laughs> I know. I was say with that, that cancer moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's like you look at the planets and you're like, ah, you know. There's a meme. I think it's like Kermit or something like that. Looking at the planets, <laughs> you see this? <laughs> you see this? That's what's going on. You know, look at this mess. <laughs> 
right. <laughs> just looking at the planets and going, well, that's what's going on. Look at this mess. <laughs> and that's that's how I know. I mean, a lot of times I'll I'll feel it before I see it, and I'm right. like, oh, no wonder, you know. It's it, it's hard because I feel it so strongly. I'm, I just feel energy so much from people, from Reiki, from situations, and just what's mm-hmm. going on, you know, with the planets. So, well, that inner child wound, that inner child wound, and uh, what we've been going through with the eclipses and the planetary influences. I think um, a moon energy in Cancer, which is the the kind of mother archetypical energy, is found in the Cancer zodiac. So dealing with deep wounds that uh, might have we might have thought we dealt with, and those things coming back up to the surface because it's eclipse season. Dealing with uh, family and parenting and abandonment and and those inner child. Allowing the inner child, the inner child does not seem to have want to have be playful in the last couple of weeks. It seems like it's really just wanted to be acknowledged for having experienced some significant difficulties to the soul self in early years that has wanted to kind of uh, be the story because I've seen it across many tarot and astrology readings over the last couple of weeks and I know you mentioned that when you were a child, you actually did have some gifts, but then that you shut them down. What was that experience like? I don't remember a whole lot of that. That is actually something that somebody told me, and it was it okay. was another psychic. And I just I know that I was definitely a loner. Um, I have two brothers and. You know, I'm, I, I, you know, we all live in different areas, so we don't see each other a whole lot. I have a, you know, close relationship, but, you know, I like to be alone. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. For somebody who's married <laughs> and has a, a kid, mm-hmm. I do like to spend time alone, and I've never had a problem being alone. I, you know, I feel very comfortable with that. But I know when I was a child that I spent a lot of time alone, and it was probably because I wasn't very comfortable, you know, in the situation I was in as a child. But mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, I can't think of a particular event or anything that had happened, but things have happened to me throughout my life, you know, just, you know, when people pass away, I I have seen signs over and over again. Like when my mm-hmm. mother-in-law passed away, I saw butterflies and I, it got to the point where mm-hmm. I would say, show me a butterfly. And this was way before, this is 10 years ago. So it was way mm-hmm. before I really accepted my gifts. I would say, show me a butterfly if you're here. And, you know, there was a day I saw 68 butterflies and oh. you know, it was just crazy, <laughs> you know. So I knew she was around. And then, you know, with my mom, at first it was the dragonflies. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, visiting mm-hmm. my dad shortly after she passed and I, you know, my brother and I were there and I said, we're probably going to see some dragonflies. And then I said, <laughs> probably within the next half an hour. <laughs> and he goes, okay, I'll set the timer. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got down to like two minutes to spare. And then there were like three of them that came right over mm-hmm. us. But, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing has always happened to me. 
always. So, yes, I would say, you know, I didn't think of it like that before. I didn't think of it as being psychic, but I've always felt energy. I've always been an Mm -hmm. empath. And, oh, gosh, I mean, I can walk into a room and just know if somebody's in a bad mood or Mm-hmm. You know, if if they're in a good mood, if they're in a bad mood, but I can feel it before they even open their mouth, and I've always been right. like that. And you know, that was one thing that my mother it was difficult being an empath in, in you know in that kind of dynamic because mm-hmm. I was always emotional and she wasn't, and we were very opposite right. in in that way. Yeah, I would say like a symbiotic, but I'll say like a symbiotic, but not great symbiotic kind of relationship, um, for sure. And you know, we we did have good times. It was just, you know, I just had to, I had to kind of work around, you know, I knew I knew how she was, and I just had to accept that, you know, she did the best she could. It took me a while Mm -hmm. to really believe that and really understand that some people just can't give you what they don't have or what they didn't get Mm -hmm. from someone else. And Mm -hmm. all you can do is try to be better. That's a compassionate place to be able to end up, you know, um, which is good because it's sometimes hard (laughs) to be compassionate and I think it's interesting because you talked about having a clover and it not being able to survive two rounds of it. But interestingly, the Oracle decks deck that you have created, the Messages of Love Oracle, has two plants, one on the back and one on the front. So I think it's interesting that, you know, the whole imagery that you chose was plant-centric, and I think that that would be a nod to a living, uh, something that you have been able to nourish to bring to life through your card deck. Um, Now, for those who are tuning in, uh, we are getting ready to do some on-air readings today, and this is my uh, teaser, shameless plug, because on Thursday on the Vibrarian Show, which is the companion to this show, uh, Chris is actually going to be back to talk with us about her deck in depth and how she began to receive the guidance to make these cards and what that whole process has been like so I I don't want to give away the farm today so to speak but the card deck is the messages of love oracle cards and they are available in her Etsy store for all things intuitive so I um, love these cards I was able to I feel very privileged because one day when I saw at the fair we were talking in the corner she said I've got some decks, some cards I made. Can I do? Can I show you these? Can I do a reading for? Oh, sure. So she pulled out a couple cards and it was like, oh. <laughs> I was looking for They were right on time. Like checking them. Do these work? <laughs> 
oh, you were giving me the spiritual message I needed in that moment, you know what I'm saying? So it was, like, perfect. I was like, these are cool. When are they available? What? You're like, I'm still working on them a little bit. And then you started doing readings. And, I mean, in the space of, like, less than 90 days, all of a sudden you're Etsy and they're selling, like, hotcakes on Etsy and people on YouTube are featuring them on their readings. So I was able to do a reading with the cars last week. I cracked open my I'm deck so and did my very that. first reading reading for that and they are definitely uh, uh, proving to be a tool that has of course you say you charge them with Reiki and the messages are so loving but they're not necessarily romance focused so I love that although romantic elements of course are in it but um, we'll definitely be back Thursday on the show to talk more about your deck but uh, for today you have agreed to do some mini readings with folks on the air first of all before we get into the readings for people who want to contact you for Reiki services or readings how can they get in touch with you um, the best way to do that is to just go to my website um, either Etsy or you could go to allthingsintuitive.com and just um, send me an email that's probably the best way okay and um, you are also available at the Big Psychic Fair, which is up in Roswell, Georgia, which is to the north of Atlanta. This Big Psychic Fair, uh, which is sponsored by Gloria Parker, is her big baby. I'll tell you that. It's bigger than a baby because it's like one of the long, the longest running psychic fair in Atlanta at this point. Um, but the first weekend of the month on from 10 to 6 on Saturday and uh, 12 to 6 on Sunday. And you wear two hats. You do do Reiki on Saturday and readings on Sunday, or did I get it reversed? No, that's right. I do Reiki on Saturday and um, readings on Sunday. But sometimes I'll okay. and, you know, I bring my cards with me when I'm doing Reiki. Okay. Well, uh, I did get a when you did my Reiki. I think you wound up pulling a card. But if you want that, um, you can get either service in person, of course, uh, for Reiki and distance. If you're in the Atlanta area, so please do check out her uh, website. And as this goes over on YouTube, in the description box, for those of you who are listening to this, the contact information will be below for you to go ahead and click on to connect on a permanent basis. So uh, we have several callers who have indicated they would like to have a reading. And so um, in terms of this, understand that you are in a public forum, and this is a public show that will be saved and nothing on the internet ever goes away so just be aware uh, we'll just get your first name and uh, that's it and I'll announce the callers by the last four digits of the phone number and again these are many readings so we'll try to limit it to like one question and maybe a little clarification um, so that we can get as many people on before the end of the show as possible. So, Chris, did you have any other guidance or information for people who are wanting to connect with you for this portion of the show? Um, if you can just – are you hearing me okay? I just wanted to make sure I just switched yes, over to my headphones. Okay, just want to make sure yes. we have a clear mm -hmm. connection, so to speak. <laughs> Um, yes. I, you know, if they're interested in a love reading, I'll use my messages of love cards. And otherwise, I'm just going to use Angel Tarot. And what I do is just if some other deck calls out to me, 
to focus mm -hmm. on that. I'll pull a card from there. But we can just start with one card and see where it goes. And thank you. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for agreeing <laughs> to provide readings. It's certainly not the focus of this show. I do like to keep it centered on the stories that you all are willing to share, but it's always a beautiful blessing when you agree to connect with our callers um, to provide these readings. So thank you so much. So we will start off with our caller who's been holding since the beginning. If I can get the line to pick up, caller zero six zero. Seven, you're on the Psychic Inside Show with Chris. May I have your first name, please? Hi, Kristen. Uh, <clears throat> hi, Joelle. Thank you for taking my call. I'm Jerba. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm hi, sorry, Jerba. how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, nice Jerba. to meet you. Nice Jerba. to meet you, Got too. It. So, what is your question for your angels today? Um, well, I... I just, I guess I just want to know what message spirit has for me that would be most beneficial for me in this moment. Okay. Just overall energy. Okay. For mm -hmm. that, I'm just going to, I'm going to go to the angel tarot for that. I'd like to use this for just overall energies. And unless someone has a specific question about love, this is the deck that I tend to go to. I'm also feeling oh, to, uh, if I keep, I'm sorry. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I wanted a chance to have something from your love oracle, but okay. I, I. Yeah, we'll go there. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Did you you just want general guidance um, from the deck, or did you did you have a particular question related to that? Um, let's see. Or just um, general guidance. Like we can do whatever yes, you want. I guess. What do I? Um, I guess I like the question, what's coming toward me in love? Okay. All right. Let's just take a look. I'm just shuffling here. Okay. What we have here is the decision card. Now it's saying it's time to make a decision about this relationship. So what I'm feeling with this is it's pretty clear that there's there's something that something you've been struggling with, maybe I'm I'm hearing putting off um clairaudiently and something that uh that is coming up for review something that you need to you need to take some action on it is is what I'm getting from spirit. Does that make sense to you? Hmm. Well, if it were slipped <laughs> in my situation, I'd say, but um I think in a way it does. I think I know how I can interpret that for myself. So you say if it was flipped if it was the other way around, yeah. is that what you mean? Yeah, what, yes. I'm, what I'm getting regarding that is, what I'm hearing is sometimes we think that we're kind of waiting for somebody else to make the decision. Mm -hmm. But what I'm getting is this is time for you to decide what's good for you. 
Okay. And I'm feeling like pulling a clarifier on that just to just to get a little guidance around that. But it's okay. coming through pretty clear for me. And, of course, I always say take this how it resonates with you. That's that's how I feel about it. But how mm-hmm. how it resonates with you, that's that's what you're meant to hear. I'm going to just pull a clarifier. These cards are really good for clarifications, too, for different things. Okay, mm. there's been some type of a rejection here and in this relationship. And it, it can be this deck works for love. It also works for, and you know, all types of things in our lives. But mm. what the card says is this rejection is actually divine protection. So what it can mean is, Sorry, that <laughs> my cat took this this moment to uh, to make some noise in the I background. Didn't. So part, pardon her. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh here for a second. So typical of this cat. Anyway, this it says this rejection cats. is actually. <laughs> I have two of them, and they're both hanging with me tonight. They they're pretty much hmm. stuck to my side. They're my soulmate animals. But um, oh. what what this means is that you have. There's been some type of, re- of a rejection. It might be a rejection that you've experienced um, related to someone else. It may be that you have to reject somebody else. But the reason is because it's for your protection. It's divi- mm. the divine protecting you in this particular situation, whether someone rejects you or whether you have to reject somebody else. And I'm also hearing... Mm. Uh, I'm hearing perspective and also detach with love and try to look at this situation as look at it without judgment. So we have rejection Mm -hmm. and decision as the two cards that came up. It's time to make a decision about the relationship and the rejection is actually divine protection. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Got it. Okay. okay. Oh, hopefully that <laughs> resonates. Yes, it did. Okay, good. Well, thank you so thank much you. for well, having your on-air reading. Okay, thank you. And thank so you. the next person that we have on the line is caller ending in 4252 you are on the psychic inside show uh, with Kristen may I have your first name please yes it's Katie hi Katie Katie. welcome to the show thank you so much yes thank you Um, my question is um, if I should um, show all of my work um, to the lady whose initials are MLR. Um, like, would she take me on as a full-time client? Would she like my work? Um, yes, I guess that's <laughs> the best way to put it. Okay, you do some type of creative work is what I'm getting? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm hearing computers. Is it something to do with computers? Writing, yes, writing. Writing on the computer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, I'm going to go to the Angel Tarot. We'll just take a look. I don't 
I don't typically give yes or no answers. I okay. use the cards, and the cards will give you the answers because we all have free will. We can we can change things, and I, I personally don't feel comfortable saying yes, you should do this, no, you shouldn't do that. We all have to kind of take in what what we are given, and and I would say, you know, go with your gut and use the cards as a tool and use any uh, psychic information as a tool. But we're just going to take a look at the Angel Tarot and Thank see what we get regarding that. So it, the question is, should you show your work to that particular person with those initials? Yes. Okay. Let's just take a look here. Okay. Uh, we have the three of Michael. And what came through here is the three of Michael. It says, release the past. You will grow from this situation, and time heals all wounds. So in the suit of Michael, what I'm getting from this is Michael is deals with intellectual um, intellectual responses to emotional situations. I'm feeling like this has something to do. I'm going to pull another card for you, but I'm feeling like this has something to do with the the particular question that you're asking. But what I'm getting from spirit is uh, there's something in your past that is making you feel like um, like you may not be good enough to put forth uh-huh. this body of work. And right. Okay. All right. So let's let's move forward with this. I just want to kind of dig into this a little bit and won't take a whole lot of time because I know we have other people coming through, but I just want to kind of get a message from spirit around this. You're definitely going to grow from the situation and time heals all wounds. So this is something that, you know, thinking about you know, going back to where you might have been in the past, there's some inner work. I'm hearing heart healing. There's some inner work, self-esteem, um, self-love that that you um, are guided or suggested that you focus on to help you feel comfortable in your ability to um, to move forward with this work. I'm also hearing manifesting. Uh, do you manifest? Do you set intentions around the full moons or any other times? Do you um, use the I law of attraction? In yeah, I okay. try in general. Yeah. I would just um, spend some time in meditation and look into, uh, I always suggest people just Google law of attraction, setting intentions, and then we have a big one coming up toward the end of the month. And I would say write down what you want to accomplish and just set your intentions around that. There's a lot of resources available online that can help you do that. And just FYI, you know, for me, everything that has happened for me has been through manifesting and I'm really feeling that strongly for you. Okay. So I'm going to take a look and see what came through. I'll just pull one more card. Okay. We have new beginnings. Now, the Three of Michael is a minor arcana card, which is a day-to-day type card. 
And that's something uh-huh. that happens. I mean, it's, it's like a daily card. It's something that can happen in in the past position. It can be three to six months back. But I just pulled New Beginnings, which is Archangel Jeremiel. And this is starting a new life, finding your purpose, and a forgiving and compassionate review of the past. So there's definitely some healing that um, – needs to be uh, worked on and resolved and finding your purpose that's uh, definitely I'm I'm feeling that and hearing your purpose is is creative pursuits but there's also a need to go back and kind of review where you've been so that you can move forward this is a major arcana card in tarot and what that means is it's a soul lesson it's something that you, that uh, spirit wants you to learn, but it's also a major milestone in your life that is coming. Oh, wow. So you have the three of Michael, and then you have new beginnings. And, um, you know, what I like to do, too, is have people, you know, when they're, the angel tarot cards are, uh, they're very descriptive in words, but they also have beautiful pictures on them. So I would encourage you to kind of look these up afterward if you if you feel called to that to see if any of the imagery um, speaks to speaks to you because there may be something oh, that's in there. Beautiful. Oh, okay. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're so welcome. And just just so you know, this is the Archangel Tarot. It's the Archangel Power tarot cards and it's uh, Radley Valentine so you got New Beginnings and Three of Michael okay oh beautiful yes it seems like it's positive yes thank you so very much oh you're welcome you're welcome you have a great night thank you you as well thank you God bless you thank you I am I'm having a lot of a lot of fun (laughs) thank you for calling in this evening (laughs) thanks and for allowing this uh, reading to happen on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. And so this is the final caller that we have on the line this evening for the reading. Uh, this is, uh, let me see if I can bring it on here. Caller ending 1759. You are on the Psychic Inside Show with Kristen. May I have your first name, please? Hi, Chris. Hi, Joelle. This is Tangela. Oh, hey, Tangela. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to call in. (laughs) I am proud of both of you all, especially Chris. I am so proud of her. Thank you. She is so awesome. I'm so glad you called because one of the questions that I didn't get to was if she had done any uh, classes or development other than her Reiki. And so I was hoping she was going to say your name, but I just didn't get to that question. So uh, to everyone listening, this is Tangela, and you are a Alumni, <laughs> alumnus of the Psychic yes. Inside Show, and uh, yes. you are also here in the Atlanta area. Now, what kind of work have you all done together, Chris? 
Um, Tangela, actually, you know, it was I was going through a real difficult time. Uh, I won't get into all the details, but you know, just I was grieving pretty bad after my mom passed away, and you know, I was just very drawn to go into um, a metaphysical store and just wanted to, uh, you know, look around. I felt like I I needed some candles, and I just I had things that were coming up during my spiritual awakening, and Tangela. You know, I was I just broke down with her, and she, you know, she she was telling me which candle um, to get for healing. But she also said, you know, she gave me a message from my mother, and um, mm-hmm. she also told me I was psychic. <laughs> she was one of the people, but she was one of the first. And I said, and I tell the story all the time. I said how do you know I'm psychic? And she said, because I'm psychic. (laughs) I like, I like to laugh about that all the time because it's really funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At least it's funny Mm -hmm. to me, but um, Tangela holds classes and she does Mm -hmm. Reiki and she has a lot of, and I would highly recommend anybody starting out on the path or just wanting to learn more um, about all kinds of things. Uh, I learned a lot about grounding and clearing from Tangela mm-hmm. and she was the one who helped me pick out um, my first set of cards, which is the one that I'm using now, um, the Archangel Power Tarot cards. And she uses these types of cards in her readings, but she's just been mm-hmm. a really uh, good person. She also told me my third eye was opening and I was undergoing a spiritual <laughs> awakening. So it was a mm-hmm. pretty big, pretty big day. I I went in for a candle and I came out a psychic. You know, just so you know, there was one other, there was another person who worked at the desk, and I said, "You're psychic, right?" And and she said, "Yeah," and so are you. So I still did my checking, mm-hmm. but after that, I just I just kind of leaned into it and started believing it. But yeah, Tangela helped me with my first deck. I really wasn't sure which one to go with and mm-hmm. you know now I'm make, making my own so what question right. well, that's why I am so <laughs> proud of you um, oh, well my you. question is for me it's like I'm on the other side of the fence now and I'm loving this okay um, <laughs> what do you see for me as far as my career because I've retired from corporate but now it seems like I'm working more again now again I've been built up to this place where I'm like okay now do I want to get my own full-fledged business going, or do I just want to stay where I'm at with the office and, you know, just keeping it mild so I can travel and do different things and enjoy my retirement? But what do you see coming for me? I just heard in my head, I, I, you know, one thing that came to mind immediately was Reiki, and I heard hospital setting. Mm. in some type of the hospital setting. I don't know if you've thought about doing, um, you know, doing something uh, associated with a hospital that that may mean something to you, but I heard it in my head um, that that might be an avenue, just one, one of many. I, I definitely see you, you know, doing more readings and um, she's a fantastic reader, just a fantastic reader. Tangelo, was um, one of the people who told me that, you know, I, I learned about manifesting through her and made a vision board. And a lot of these things that have happened in terms of, you know, starting at the psychic fair came through because of her and having her mm-hmm. kind of vouch for me, but also learning how to set the intention that, that this was going to happen. 
But back to you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to. You did the work. See what we did. <laughs> well, you taught me how to do the work, and I'm very thankful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I have is. Thank you. Same to you. Okay, I have, I just pulled a major arcana card for you, Perspective, Archangel Shamuel. There's a better mm-hmm. way. Pause for reflection and insight and dare to be different. So as you know, with the major arcana cards, there are soul lessons that we have to learn, and there are also major milestones in life. So I'm feeling like in terms of a better way, I don't think that there's anything that you're doing now that's the wrong thing. It just might be that there's a different avenue that you're going to go into in addition to what you're doing that might not be what you expect. And through meditation and reflection, you'll gain that insight. But okay. what's really standing out is that it's, it says dare to be different. And on this card, we have the archangel upside down, and it's it's looking at things from a different perspective. And I'm feeling like it's something you may not have put a whole lot of thought into, but it will be something that becomes very and a very important part of the the next chapter of your career, in addition to the other things you do. But I specifically heard hospital setting something okay. maybe something to do with health care and healing okay and i know tangible okay. is also reiki master so that that might make some sense yes i mean i have thought about going that way and teaching out of one of the hospitals that has mm. a college also and so it's kind of connecting when you said that it's like oh maybe i need to get over there and do They've been waiting for my oh. um, paperwork, and I was like, oh, do I really want to be tied down to doing that? I'm kind of enjoying being free. I don't want to do too much. Well, <laughs> like, you know. I just pulled another card for you, and it's King of Gabriel, generous, inspirational, dramatic, and driven. Keep your eyes on the big picture. So that goes along with perspective. Leave the details to others experience that leads to success and a genuine concern for others. So I'm getting there. It has to do with healing and some of the details are going to be things that maybe in this additional opportunity, the people that you're going to be working with will have Mm -hmm. a set of expectations that are, that are the details, what, what they want, but it's, showing it's showing a king and we have um just a lot of light around him we have uh we've got the trumpets which are a call to action and an elephant in the background and there's also some very nice um very nice uh vases and just a lot of abundance so that's a uh, king of gabriel and the the suit of gabriel is creative uh, related to creative passions in the day to day, but it looks like a big, um, a big life change is on the way. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris. Life I'm, like, of faith, of I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm wow. Wow. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Look, I'm over here standing <laughs> now. Exciting. Okay, I was cool when I first called, and now I'm all hot. 
But thank you. Well, you know, I the, appreciate the other you. thing too. Thank you. It, the other thing is, you know, it says there's a better way. And when you were you were talking about that opportunity, it, and it may not be something you want to be tied down to, but maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> That's kind okay. of what I'm getting from these two cards. Okay. But right. thank you. Right. I'm so glad you called in. Okay. And keep up the good work. You're excellent. And I want to hear about so the much. other products, too, because you have so many products coming out, not just the cards. <laughs> yeah. I know. Selling, sage uh, spray. Soaps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I make my own sage spray, and I just, I've really learned the, the need for that. Definitely. Uh, Tangela taught me mm-hmm. so much about clearing myself, and it's necessary. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank well, you, Chris. Let me just say You're welcome. Uh, Thank Tangela, you. you all can look up Tangela's interview on the YouTube Vibrary YouTube channel. That's Tangela Broomfield, uh Tangela Varner Broomfield. You can also catch her at the big psychic fair and she and Chris are the tag team Reiki, so you'll get one on one day and one on the other <laughs> day and then they swap out and do readings. <laughs> So you absolutely can uh, connect with both of them. And uh, Tangela has an uh, office in a store up in Roswell, Georgia as well. Now, I wanted to mention that my guest last week, Hypatia Althea Grace, she comes from Detroit too. And so I will be wow. connecting the dots between the two of you because I had made mental note mm-hmm. to do so. Um, because there's always a reason for common connections, and usually so we could go ahead and tie up some little bows and things. It could be that you all have some of the same people that you know and and everything. So I'm so thankful to know you. And one of the things about the psychic fair and the community – well, the community, it can be a little stressful sometimes as you transition away from like a way of being into a new way of being. But what you will find is on the other side of that transformation, the other butterflies are there with you, you know, and uh, we're thankful yeah. for the caterpillars, but there's a new community of people who will be waiting that you will be exposed to. The connections will make themselves right. known and it will be revealed so so this is part of the beautiful community that you get to experience once you move yourself from an old way into a new way. So I'm so glad that you called in, Tangela. You know, thank too. you for opportunity, Joel. And you also, Chris. Yeah. Bless you all both. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Alrighty, so we're winding up for the evening, and I did want to ask you, you said that uh, <laughs> in terms of you knew that we were going to be connecting to, would you share a oh, little bit yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if you know this. <laughs> I don't think I, I do. Just, um, no, you probably don't. I just, I'm. you know, it's funny because I remember seeing, um, I think I might have just seen those flyers that, you know, that have all of our bios um, as you go into the blue barn. And, and I I saw yours. And I, when I saw your picture, I just felt like, you know, I just felt the connection. I knew that, that I, you know, you and I would have some sort of connection. And then mm-hmm. when I was making the cards, I kept pulling the, 
you know, what what is really interesting is I've used these cards so many times, but a lot of times they just have nothing to do with romance. <laughs> and I kept mm-hmm. getting this this friendship is leading to something more. And when I would pull mm-hmm. that, I thought it was you. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, here we are. <laughs> here we are doing this, and then we're doing something on the cards. But it's, yes. you know, I just felt I felt drawn to you and your energy because, you know, being able to feel energy and feel people's energy, you just are always smiling and laughing and having fun with the people you're reading. And I just felt a connection. And I watched you work, you know, when you're doing Reiki on people, you have a lot of time to kind of look around. And, you know, even though I, mm-hmm. I focus very hard, there are times where, you know, I don't have any clients and just kind of watch other people and the way they read and, you just had really good energy and I just knew, I just knew that you and I would have a connection. And mm-hmm. um, then, you know, I just, you know, we got to know each other and, and then it turned into, you know, me being on your show, so which is, it's awesome. I'm just so thankful and grateful. Well, I need I something too, because as soon as you looking, said it, I was like, yeah. It's like a little spark, and there's a way that I see it that it's like I I I know this person either I know their energy from before like a past life yeah. connection that's how or I it's part of too. soul tribe, and it's like I'm gonna get over there eventually. It was like tickling in the back, like okay, you're gonna get over there eventually, and it was like okay when it happened, uh, and the card creator series of interviews is something that I I had received guidance that I needed to do because it is something very special when you bring a tangible like writing a book creating cards doing art creating music or sound healing all of those things are very beautiful and I admire those that have uh, the guidance to do that so I didn't even know you were doing a card deck but I knew we were supposed to connect so we had talked you know a couple psychic pairs previous to that leading up to it and I had needed some Reiki and Tangela was like oh you to see Chris, which Tangela is a Reiki person, but she's referring me to another Reiki person, you know. And so, again, I knew that there would be reasons for it. But then the day when you bust out, you're like, guess what? I created a deck. I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. And that was further motivation for me because I had really just done the first episode of Card Creators with uh, Dr. Tracy J. And I had a few more people in my sights to go ahead and get on. But here you were. I didn't even have to, like, go out. It was, like, already connected to me through the divine way of bringing us to those who we are to learn and grow with and there you were and you had this deck and it was like perfectly aligned so it's I love that and I know that there are still more things for us to do together and more things to learn and experience and grow from through our connection so I'm just super grateful and like I said I'm very excited about Thursday's show We'll be on at 9 o'clock Thursday. 
on Eastern Standard Time. It'll be just an hour show. We're going to talk about the deck and uh, have you'll be able to pop on my Facebook page and then go to her Etsy store. We'll be showing cards and uh, we've got YouTube readings and we've got some recommendations to other people who are using her deck and we're going to talk about the whole ins and outs, the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty. So if you're a person who has been thinking about doing your own card deck. We're going to talk about that, so get some helpful pointers so that people don't have to necessarily recreate the wheel. Uh, lessons learned from in the trenches, so to speak, of what it's like to bring a tangible product uh, to the world, including the whole retailing aspect of using things like Etsy and other service providers, uh, because you have mugs, you have your sprays. We're going to talk about the whole thing from A to Z, in addition to hopefully having time for you to pull a few cards for people on air. So I'm super excited about this, and I'm thankful Me that too. the visions that I've received align with the visions that other people's receive in a way that we can both help to uplift each other. So super excited about that. Well, I look forward to it, and I'm so thankful that people really resonate with the with the cards. Yes, and I will be doing my homework as to what those plants and trees are you have on there because Spirit keeps telling me there's a deeper <laughs> message. There's a deeper message, so uh, you know we're going to look more, at that. It's more about the it's more about the what they represent than than a particular tree or a plant. It's that's really what it's what it's about. It's just something I've always felt strongly about but we can get into that on friday absolutely uh, sorry, Thursday. i'll be late if i'm on friday <laughs> yes <laughs> well absolutely did you have any last minute advice for people who are possibly having gone through a transformative transform transformative experience or are looking to embrace more about their psychic gifts i would just say find your tribe and just, you know, there are a lot of Facebook groups, a lot of closed groups that um, you can join and, you know, you'll know which one is right for you. Um, but just try to get in touch with other people who've been through something similar and just know that you're not going crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of lists that you can look at and there's so many people who share in the experience and you'll learn more about what to expect um, when you read a bit more about it and just, just know that you're okay and you're going to be okay. You're going mm -hmm. to be so much better. It's a bit difficult in the beginning and you may go through that dark night of the soul. And I did, but you know, you mm -hmm. come out so much better on the other side. It's worth, worth everything. But just just seek out support. That's that would be my guidance. Is just seek out mm -hmm. like-minded people. And, and like-minded people will there. find you. Mm -hmm. We will, will find each other. Absolutely. That's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Well, well thank this you so has much, Joelle. Oh, yes. Thank you. This has been the Psychic Inside Show, and my guest this evening has been Kristen McDowell of All Things Intuitive. Uh, we will be here Thursday evening at 8 p.m., same Vibrary Radio Network channel, different time, 9 p.m. Eastern. 
And for all of you who are listening to this tonight or in the future, know that it was meant for you to hear it in the space and time with which you came across it, that there really is no such things as coincidence. So if there's been something that you hear, it's because you needed to hear it in this moment to help validate something that you have been wondering about already. To each of you, I wish for you a week that is filled with so much blessings, that those blessings spill out from your arms and bless the world around you. Know that the light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.